Thank you for listening to Sober Onions podcast. All episodes, show notes, and resources are available at SoberOnions.com. Hey everyone, it's Crystal. This is the new podcast, Sober Onions. You're going to follow my journey of sobriety. After 18 plus years of drinking, I am now sober from alcohol, 101 days to be exact. Just want to tell you a little bit about myself and why I'm doing this podcast. The biggest reason for sure is that I wanted some accountability and for that accountability, I figured If I could bring you guys on my journey with me, you guys can keep me accountable. I was a little hesitant because I knew that if I decided to do this podcast, I would actually have to stay sober. And even when you get sober, you're kind of always one foot in, one foot out, thinking, well, maybe if I, I don't know, I'm sober for a month and uh, after six months and then maybe after a year, I can have that glass of wine, like everybody else but if you're like me you cannot i have lots of stories about my life and i'm gonna have special guests who i will interview and we will learn about their journey and how they became sober how they're staying sober and there's going to be some sober resources on my website soberonions.com i'd love to hear from you i'd like to hear about your journey please send me an email, soberonions at aol.com. And on that note, let's talk about drinking. Let's talk about my introduction to alcohol. I was not a big partier in high school or college. It wasn't my personality at the time. I was very involved in school. I was class president. I was very involved in theater. I had a lot of friends. I worked at in and out right when it opened in our area. I was a pretty happy kid. I grew up in a great household. My parents are strong Christians and there was no alcohol in my home. A lot of people think that you're an alcoholic because you grow up in an alcoholic home, but I did not. So my introduction to alcohol was my sophomore year and I was invited to a party. And I didn't drive, so of course my mom had to drive me to the party. And she took me there, and when I got there, I was offered a screwdriver, which I had no clue what a screwdriver was, what vodka was, I knew what orange juice was. So I had my first screwdriver, and my second one, and my third one, and my mom was picking me up. So she picks me up, and I get in the car, and I'm like, how you doing, mom? And I'm in this great mood. And of course, she knows right away. She could smell it on me. And she's furious. I'm 10th grade. I'm 16 years old. So we go home and she tries to get me to walk in a straight line in the kitchen, which I'm sure now that I'm a parent was probably hilarious. And my dad, the next day was outside and he had just uh, made me a custom snowboard that I was in love with. I was obsessed with snowboarding and I was obsessed with this snowboard, which had cow print on it. I don't know if you're an 80s kid, but cow print was a big thing back then. So he threatened to run over my new snowboard with his tractor. Thank God that cured me from alcohol for many, many years because my problems would have come a lot sooner if not. So my introduction was definitely in high school. 
I went through high school, college, marriage, and got pregnant. I had really, really bad pregnancies, had severe eclampsia, and was in the hospital for a couple years with those pregnancies. So I was going through all of this. So let's fast forward. I'm 41 years old. I'll be 42 next week. 101 days sober. 30 days of that was in rehab. And also I had to do a week of detox. You wonder, how does one go from being a successful business owner, a mother, a wife, someone who does great things in the community, end up in rehab? And everything you know about rehab is either true or you have no clue because I had no clue. So I'm going to fast forward to the last couple months and then we'll talk about how I got there and why I chose rehab and detox as part of my journey to get sober. I lived in Florida for 20 years. I met my kid's dad when I was living in Fiji and Australia doing teen mission work. And he was from Florida and we got married when we were very young and I got pregnant right away. And September 11th happened and my husband was in the National Guard and I also found out that he was having a baby with another woman. And emotionally I was not stable enough to handle that situation in my life and I should have seeked help in different areas but I chose to party. So I was partying, I was going to Orlando, I was kind of living that life that I never had in my mind. I was a do-good person and in my mind I justified the partying as well. I didn't party in high school, I didn't party in college, I was so good, now it's my turn. And it was innocent initially, nothing bad came of it, but then it became more prominent as I got older. It surrounded everything I did. After I went through a divorce, I remarried again, and I had an incredible relationship with my husband, and we had three daughters together, and I was very involved in their schooling, and I would just drink at night. And then we got into an open relationship, which I will talk about that in other episodes. It's not something that I am supporting or I am involved in anymore, but it is part of who I am in a chapter in my life. So I want to talk about my move from Florida to California. For many, many years, I was trying to come home to California to be close to my family. I felt like that was where God wanted me to be, but I struggled with going to court with my kid's dad back and forth, back and forth, and I felt stuck in Florida. I made my life there. I became a very successful dance instructor for Zumba and hip hop, and I decided to open my own studio, and it was very successful. And as my marriage started demolishing because of the lifestyle that we were living, became more of a party scene and it became very unhealthy for both of us I started drinking a lot more and it became something where 
it was kind of a joke like oh ha 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 yeah I'm an alcoholic or oh yeah you know me I'm the fun one or where are we going and what are we drinking and I had some people who you know they would say some things to me like slightly oh well how much do you spend on alcohol or how are you feeling today making little little comments here and there not feeling judged at the time, just making excuses. I went through another nasty divorce and uh, another relationship. And again, alcohol was a big part of that. And it really just, it ruined me as a person. I began to self-doubt, getting very depressed, feeling like I was nothing and nobody and it wouldn't matter if you know, I didn't show up to work or didn't show up to a class. I just felt like people just didn't care and I didn't care. And that was the reality. And I was raising my kids and I was struggling with that. And thank God they're amazing kids and they're on their own and they're building their own lives as beautiful women. But I decided finally that I was going to move after COVID. I felt that my journey in Florida was coming to an end and I was in a very toxic relationship we were just basically drinking all the time was spending tons of money on alcohol and passing out a lot and just not very functional and what became nighttime drinking became lunchtime drinking and then it became morning drinking because of covid there was nothing going on and it just became acceptable and it kind of became a joke i mean you could go on tiktok and there was videos of you know, people saying, well, what do you want to do today? Because it's COVID. Let's just go drink. Ha ha ha. Let's go to the beach and drink. And I did. That's what I did. And so I decided to move and I drove cross country from Florida to California. And when I got here, of course, my problems, they didn't go away. They were still there. So the drinking increased and I have always prided myself on telling my kids if they were going to drink to not drive that was my biggest thing if you're going to drink don't drive I was going to play tennis with my mom at her club and I woke up early and I was bored and I thought you know what I'm just gonna have a drink before I go I will play better I will have more fun I'll be in a better mood well one drink turned into two and then into three And it was time for me to leave and the tennis court was only a couple miles away. So uh, why not just get in my truck and drive to the tennis court? So I broke my rule and I got to the tennis court and I couldn't even park. I crashed my brand new truck. My mother for one of the first times saw me at my rock bottom and I got out of the truck and I fell flat on my face. And I got up and I looked at her and I said, I need some help. And they brought me to the hospital because I had been having a lot of health issues because of the alcohol. I had already had had a seizure that month and been in the ER with uh, alcohol withdrawals. So I got to the ER and the doctor basically sat down and said, you're killing yourself. And I'm going through so much mentally and so much depression that the alcohol was just not helping my situation. So he encouraged me to go through a detox program before I went into a rehabilitation. So I 
went to a detox program, which was absolutely humiliating. I got there and they check you in and they do the full naked body, look everywhere, make sure that you don't have anything. And I was admitted into a room and my roommate was, um, she was kicking fentanyl. And so she was throwing up all over the place. She was screaming and moaning all night. So there was no no sleep whatsoever. It was very scary. Uh, there's people coming in and out of the room. They check on you every 30 minutes. It's freezing. I mean, they give you a paper blanket with a pillow. You have nothing, no phone. And you're just there laying in your thoughts and basically just feeling like a complete failure and it was really really hard and and I just prayed I was like God you know like if you want me to get out of this like I'm gonna need your help because I just can't do this anymore and I was struggling with my motherhood me as a person and just really spiraling down this hole that I felt like I couldn't get out of and I was the type of person who inspired other people, changed other people's lives. And here I was praying that I could just get out of this room that was freezing while I was listening to this woman wretch. So I spent a week there. I actually made some really great friends and a couple of them are going to come on the podcast and I'm going to interview them. And everybody has their own addiction. Mine was alcohol. And I got clean. I was clean within um, eight days. I started to feel a little bit better. And they give you medicine to help you through all of the, the shakes and just nausea and all the things that you're going through that you don't expect. And it's part of the reason that people don't quit because it's not easy and people don't realize how addicted they are to the chemical. And so I went through that for a whole week and after that I was admitted into a women's center a rehabilitation center for just women and at first because of COVID you have to go into a room by yourself until your COVID results come back so you're isolated again and remember you're stripped of everything so there's no phones there's no internet which is so different in itself not only just not having alcohol or having contact with the outside world you're you're literally stuck just with your thoughts and all I could do was pray and cry and and that's part of the reason why I named the podcast Sober Onions Sober Onions because one an onion I am as raw as it gets right now I'm brand new to sobriety and I cry a lot and also since I've been sober, I have learned that there's so many layers to sobriety with alcohol, with drugs, whatever it is that your addiction is, there are so many layers to that addiction and to our own personal experiences and journeys. So that is why I named it Sober Onions and Onions with an S because I'm not the only one out there. So if you're listening to this and you can relate to me at all, Please let me know, subscribe, and um, let's go through this journey together. So back to rehab, I was totally in shock just in general at the fact that I was 41 years old and I was being treated like a child, and your day-to-day is chores, 
clinicals basically they're group therapy and you're just you're basically peeling away at why and what and where this addiction has brought you and for me it it brought me to the lowest point of my life and I don't know how to explain it but it's it's so humiliating but yet every corner you turn everybody's congratulating you congratulations you did the right thing good job you're so strong you're amazing keep up the good work and you don't feel that way you just don't and it's so hard every day felt like a week it it never changed you wake up and you still feel the same but as time goes on and as you recover and things kind of start to get back to normal you start realizing that this lifestyle could be for you and it's definitely the healthy way to go so I will talk more about rehab in a different episode because I want to get really detailed and I've got some of my friends that I was in rehab with uh, to join me for my podcast which should make for some fun because we did have a lot of laughs and we also had you know (laughs) some great memories but what I want to uh, close out with is this is my journey of sobriety but I also feel like God's called me to put this out there for you and for me so if we can do this together and if I can do it you can do it so if we can work on this journey together there's lots of resources for me I am doing AA I also am on Vivitrol Vivitrol is a monthly shot it helps me with my with my cravings of alcohol I'm going to talk about medications and the pros and cons of those in a different episode as well so there's tons of content when it comes to addiction alcohol and I'm excited to do this journey with you make sure that you subscribe to sober onions email me soberonions at aol.com I'd love to hear from you hear your story and let's go through this journey together and remember if I can do it we can do it